a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight From The Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So let's get started. How you doing today? First up, I've touched on the subject of the seemingly inevitable implementation of a central bank digital currency known as CBDC and the reason why the elites are desperate to make it happen. It's all about control. They'll sell it to the populace as being a faster way to get your money to you and the convenience it brings for paying for items you may want to purchase. What it really does is enable the government to monitor how you spend your money and allows a much more efficient way to cut you off from it when they deem necessary be it for expressing the wrong opinion or some other social infraction, real or perceived. We'll also do away with the so-called underground economy as we know it. No more off-the-book jobs or narcotic sales. While CBDC will not totally end these practices, people will always figure out a way to get around such obstacles. It will deter many from these types of activities. This new digital currency will help swell government coffers because there is no hiding from the tax man when it's implemented. And that's why digital currencies such as Bitcoin, for example, cannot and will not be allowed to exist. Now, in order to compel the public to accept CBDC, there can't be any competing system. Since the dawn of the digital currency revolution, the elites, along with governments, have been working to exterminate it. This year, 2023 has seen the war on crypto ratcheted up, which, in my opinion, confirms that the launch of central bank digital currency is near. The first obvious crack in the cryptocurrency armor happened in the fall of 2022 with the collapse of the infamous FTX exchange, whose CEO was the seemingly autistic man-child Sam Bankman-Fried, along with his Dungeons & Dragons fantasy world-loving former girlfriend, Carolyn Ellison. I have a theory about these two and the FTX exchange in general, so be sure to put on your tinfoil hats before listening. Have you put them on? Good. Both Bankman-Fried and Ellison have ties to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, better known as MIT, which is an elite technological university with reportedly extensive connections to our friends over at the Central Intelligence Agency. Ms. Ellison, through her parents, who are both professors at MIT, and Mr. Bankman-Fried, or Freed, who received a bachelor's degree from MIT in 2014. Both may have been recruited there by the CIA or some other three-lettered intelligence agency. Bankman-Fried parents are also professors, but at Stanford University. Now, I warned you about putting on your tinfoil hat, now didn't I? If you've ever seen images of these two, you'd wonder how they could have talked so many into investing into FTX in the first place. Miss Ellison is an awkward, giggly person who likes to dress up as a fairy, while Mr. bankman Freed can barely put a sentence together. In fact, video exists of him attending an investment meeting via Zoom where he, dressed in shorts and a t-shirt, sits there playing video games and hardly saying a word. My theory is that these big firm investors were instructed to put money into FTX by intelligence officials in order to attract individual investors. The end game here was the engineered and very public fall of the 
FTX exchange in order to help destroy the reputation of cryptocurrency in the public's eyes. Both Ellison and Bankman-Fried have since faded from public view. Ellison pleaded guilty of committing wire fraud back in December of 2022, but I couldn't find if a sentencing date was scheduled or if a sentence was ever handed down. As far as Bankman-Fried is concerned, he pleaded not guilty to the charges against him and remains on house arrest until his court date sometime this October. People have been kept in jail for crimes less serious than what he's accused of. Well, if it smells like a spook operation, then it must be a spook operation. Time will tell. Okay, you can remove your tinfoil hats now. As 2023 rolled around, we had three bank failures, which drew a lot of press. Those three banks were Silvergate Bank, which was a large investor in FTX, Signature Bank, and Silicon Valley Bank. What these three have or had in common is that they were all in on the cryptocurrency craze. All deposit balances up to $250,000 were covered by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, with amounts over that covered by some shady government slush fund. Deposit accounts that weren't covered, though, were crypto-based accounts, most likely to deter future investments in cryptocurrency. This week, Coinbase and Binance, two of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, were sued for placing investors' money at significant risk and other misdeeds by the Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC. In my opinion, this is to further erode public confidence in cryptocurrencies and drive them out of existence. Overregulation will finish off the remnants. Expect to see more actions such as these in the future. Next, the World Health Organization, along with the bulk of the United Nations elite lackeys, are pushing an international pandemic treaty, which is tied to a digital ID system, digital passport and digital health certificate included, the latter based on the European Union's COVID certificate. Of course, the EU is all on board with this, and the Biden administration has signaled its intention to follow suit. Once this treaty is implemented, when a world pandemic or the like is declared, it will give the WHL almost total control over what treatments are to be administered as well as member countries ceding control of most of their medical institutions to them. We in the West saw the beginnings of this during the last pandemic when certain medications such as ivermectin, chloroquine, and others were forbidden. In fact, all treatments were disallowed and shamed by countries' medical authorities further amplified by pharmaceutical cabals through their bought-and-paid-for mainstream media in Western countries. Treatments for COVID-19 were only allowed when products such as Paxlovid and others were introduced by the large pharmaceutical companies. Either these treatments caused numerous relapses, as was the case with Paxlovid, for example, or they introduced life-threatening side effects. The treaty would also make advice from the WHO binding. Well, if it's binding, wouldn't that make it a Order and not advice? Also, this treaty would grant the WHO the right to shut down the borders of nations and impose the lockdown of populations. Now combine this with the digital products being introduced by the WHO along with central bank digital currency, and you can see where this is all going. It's leading to a system that resembles the current Chinese Communist Party system, itself a carbon copy of the old National Socialist system. It appears mainland China is the testbed for this type of world government. It's no wonder the world elites and their international corporations, along with the World Economic Forum, look at China with envy. Make no mistake, this is the Great Reset. 
a hybrid of government and international corporations ruling over the unwashed masses. You will own nothing and be happy, or you will be left to wither on the vine. Finally, in the United States, only one candidate stands in the way of the introduction of all these digital products, and those are the words of the elites, not mine, and that is former President Trump. I believe his tumultuous presidency delayed most of these plans and threw the whole timetable off kilter. That's why he cannot be allowed to assume power in any shape or form. Now, I don't have to describe here the things they so far have thrown at the man to derail him. Two impeachments based on now-proven falsehoods, lawsuits, both criminal and civil, and other things. Now it is being reported that the Department of Justice has notified President Trump of its intention to criminally charge him for the mishandling of classified documents. Never mind that the odious Hillary Clinton has been proven to be responsible for multiple transgressions far worse than those they accused the former president of doing. No charges were ever filed against that stain on the U.S. political system. All these efforts being put forth are in order to stop Mr. Trump from running in, possibly regaining the presidency. As far as the current puppet chief executive goes, his unsuitability becomes more apparent by the day, hence the suddenly bad optics and reporting on his administration. They know there's a good chance of Biden losing his re-election bid, so he needs to be replaced. With who? Well, I have no idea. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can send comments, suggestions, or even complaints to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. Yeah, I know it's not Thursday. A lot of things happen this week. I'm shooting for next Thursday. Like I said, I'm trying. Take care. See you next time. Thank you.